0: Okay. So today we begin a five-sermon series on worship. And you would think, as a worship leader, I shouldn't have had much trouble with this one. But what is worship? And I, what I'd like to do today is just kind of lay some groundwork. Um. For the rest of the series and look a little bit at what is worship and why should we worship but what is worship if i were to ask you right now what would be your answer and just think about it a little bit don't say it out loud because you'll ruin my message but what is worship If you were to ask some people, they'd probably say the time during the service that we sing. And that is our worship time. And different churches do their worship time differently. Um, some do acapella. Some have a band up front with all the lights. Some will have just a keyboard or just someone playing guitar. but here's a clue worship is not what takes place on the stage so what is it it's something that we all do we all worship something see man was created with a need a God given need to, to recognize or to worship something or someone beyond ourself. Um, There's a void in our innermost being that we fill with the pursuit of something. And we have a lot of options, a lot of options that we can worship. And here are some that man has worshipped in the past, that man does worship now, and these are options for us. There's natural objects, sun, moon, and stars, etc. There's constructed images, idols, and golden calves. Man worships human intelligence, creativity, and productivity. And we can worship material objects, such as real estate, or cars, or money and we can worship other people a hero or athletes or musicians there's a lot of a lot of options but God would prefer that we worship him in fact in John chapter 4 in uh, the story of the woman at the well when she came to Christ they had that conversation but Christ told her that, that uh, the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. So God is seeking. He wants us to worship Him, not our other options. So a better question, what we want to talk about is what is worshiping God. established we all worship something and we can't get a can't get away from that because it's 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 built in. So what is worshiping God? And by the way, there's there's different elements of worship. We we tend to associate worship with praise. Probably the most common one. Um but there's others and I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear more about these from from the other guys. Uh, but there's Praise is one, a big one, but there's teaching, prayer, giving. these are all forms of worship. Um, and here's a, here's a definition a definition I found of and one that I really like, of what it, what it is to worship God, and it's the activity. Of glorifying God in his presence. Let me repeat that. It's the activity of glorifying God in his presence. So it's an activity. It's something we do. It's something we give. We pursue. And when are we in God's presence? Always. Right? See, every other worldview has... A temple or a place that they go to to worship. But we take the temple with us. We're always in God's presence. So worship is not place specific. It has, we should come to church and worship, yes, but that's, it's not like when we leave here, we stop. worship isn't place specific it's not what's taking place on the stage it's what's taking place in your heart it's the activity of glorifying God in his presence and expand on that a little bit it's it's the expression of of our ultimate purpose of existence which is to glorify God we were made to worship it's the, re- the proper response to who God is, and the more the more we get to know God, the better we can do it. David seemed to have worship down pat. If you read through Psalms for. For a passage, I'll be reading Psalms chapter 134 and 135. And Psalms is just loaded with worship. Let's read, read through here and listen listen to what's in David, David's heart. Listen to what comes out in his writing. Psalms chapter 134. I'll be reading 134 and 135. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from the storehouses. Verse 8 He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and of beast, who in your midst, O Egypt, sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants, who struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sion king of the Amorites and Og king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever, your renown, O Lord, throughout the ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants, the idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have not mouse, they have mouths but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So what came out of there? Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, praise the Lord. It's not It's not hard to tell what is in David's heart. And that brings us to... I'd like to talk a little bit yet about why, why we should worship God. And I believe what is fundamental to worship is understanding who God is. And I think David understood who God is. And it's addressed here, I'd like to, like to look at verses 6 and 7. Whatever the Lord pleases, He does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from His storehouses. But the first part of verse 6 there, whatever the Lord pleases, He does. See, God is always free to do what He pleases. God is sovereign he's, he's the ultimate and final authority over everything and think of it whatever he pleases to do he does that means he's never never pressured into doing something he doesn't want to God is never backed into a corner where his only option, his only out, is something that he hates to do. He's never a victim of circumstances. See, we're all, to some degree, victims of circumstances. Um, we can all control some, but there's a lot out there that we can't control. If I'm driving down the road in my car... I can be really safe. I'm driving my car. I'm doing great. I don't have control over the guy coming the other direction. We're victims of our circumstances to some degree, but God isn't. He controls all circumstances. In Romans Romans chapter 8:32 what I would think is probably probably the hardest thing, not that God had to do, but the hardest thing that God did was to not spare his own son. See, he wasn't bound to Christ's death. Christ's death, God was free, and he was doing what he pleased. In John chapter 10, Christ is speaking of giving his life. He says, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. And the one time, the one time it looked like Christ was trapped, he was hanging on a cross, and he could have called 10,000 angels to set him free, but he didn't because he was doing the will of his father, the father who does nothing he doesn't that doesn't please him. And what he was doing was dying to justify sinners like you and me. And that is why God deserves all of our worship. Thank you.